Indeed, there are more questions than answers. Like, is it time to admit that as a species we are just not ready for four-way stops? Hi, America. Hello, world. <laughs> My name is Adrian Lee, and I am your host. Drunk people run stop signs. High people just sit there waiting for them to turn green. Nice. <laughs> so Welcome true. to the show. More questions than answers. The only paranormal quiz show anywhere in the world. Each week, my guests and I will search the world's newspapers, websites and TV shows just for you to bring you the very best in paranormal talk radio entertainment and enlightenment. We will then test each other's knowledge of the week's events of the mysterious, strange, supernatural, unusual, bizarre and just plain weird. If you have just tuned in especially to hear the show, then I admire your taste. If you have just tuned in by accident, then I admire your luck. I am huddled under my quilt with a large flashlight and a nice cup of tea with tonight's guests, somewhere in the barren wildernesses of the Midwest Plains. With the sound of my elderly mother snoring distantly from the room next door. Each week we press our ear against the bedroom wall, whatever my mother listens to before she goes to bed, picks and pulls on her unconscious mind, and it's the very tune that she snores. Before you break my heart, stop. Bit of Supremes there. You can't beat the Supremes, can you? So snuggle under your covers, turn out your lights, and hold on tight. The rules are very simple. Points will be awarded randomly for being interesting or for making me laugh or shiver in horror. Extra points will be available for shock and awe value. To help me control my rowdy panel of recidivists and reprobates, I will employ what I have called the inappropriate bell. An example of this would be... The panel have no idea what's coming. I have no idea what stories they have for tonight's show. So let me introduce my guests. Firstly, the mysterious and effervescent Heather Morris. She's been a paranormal investigator for many years with her own team called Hellhound Investigations and does all of her best work in the shadows. She is now one of the leading audio and DVP experts with the International Paranormal Society and brings her knowledge and research skills to tonight's show. She's also a producer and sound engineer. Heather needs a new toaster. Her current one has only two settings. Is it even on? And Viking Funeral. <laughs> Welcome to the show, Miss Morris. Do you say toaster? Yes. Oh, I like mine lightly toasted. You want hot bread? Yeah. You don't like toast? No. You want hot bread? Yes. Well, it's not a toaster then, is it? It's a hot breader, I guess you'd no, call that. No, it's just a little bit mm. not soft. A little bit not soft. You like it just... Yeah. 
She wants a little bit not soft. You want a, a little bit not soft. <laughs> a little bit. There must be a word there I'm searching for. You want a little bit of purchase, just a little bit of resistance is what you're looking for. Yeah. You want your bread without resistance is what you're telling me. <laughs> wow. Why doesn't someone invent a clear toaster so you can actually see how toasted your toast is while you're toasting it? That would be a great invention, wouldn't it? The clear there toaster. There you go. You should have patented that. That would resolve a lot of problems, wouldn't it? If it mm. fits in a toaster, by the way, I can cook it. Yes. I was at university. The first week I was at university, Kent University, in the bottom south east corner of Britain. I was with a group of lads, first time away from home, all 18. I walked down in the morning, witnessed a guy pushing a knife into a toaster. <gasps> he was doing beans on toast, but the beans were falling off the toast into the toaster. <laughs> no, I honestly, I swear wasn't. to God. The other thing that happened in the first week, this was a good thing to happen to us. Because we're at university, we're brand new, and no one knows who you are. We decided to cook a very large frozen pizza, and everyone was going to have a slice. And it comes out of the oven, and we're eating it. And I'm saying to myself, God, this tastes terrible. These cheap processed pizzas that you get from the grocery store, shockingly bad. Because everything's cheap as a student. Mm -hmm. Probably cheese and tomato, something like that. They'd forgotten to take the plastic base off the bottom of the pizza and it had cooked into the pizza. I'm sat there chewing it. What was the good thing about that, though, is everyone in the university, and it's huge, just thousands and thousands of students, people would come up to me and say, were you one of the guys that ate the pizza with the base on it? And it broke a lot of ice. I made a lot of friends and got to know a lot of people very quickly in my first week of university Uh on the back of that. Yeah. The funniest thing is how easy to believe that is. It's 100% true. Oh, yeah. I'll get these people on the phone. I went to university (laughs) with them many, many years ago when the world was black and white. I convinced my mother once that the world was black and white when she was younger. I said, well, you've got TV. And she convinced herself through me encouraging her and being an enabler that the world was, in fact, black and white up until the 60s came along. She genuinely believed that to be true. I also wish to introduce the mad and crazy... Michelle Corey, she was born and raised in Moira, Minnesota, and has a keen and avid interest in all things paranormal. Michelle realized this week that if she is ever murdered, her chalk outline would include the phone in her hand pressed to her ear. (laughs) (laughs) Welcome to the show, Michelle. Thank you. I'm not wrong, am I? No. And there'd be one finger up. Yep. (laughs) I need to get in shape, actually. If I was murdered right now, my chalk outline would probably be a circle. Oh, wow. Time to get in shape. They'd have to go back to the police station or maybe go to Hobby Lobby, get another box of chalk. They'll see me lying there on the floor and someone will say, we need to go back to the station and get another box of chalk. Aww. That's what's going to happen. Terrible. Also joining us tonight is our resident psychologist, Chad Peters. Chad finally stopped worrying about what other people think of him, if that's okay with everybody. <laughs> For the record, I do not have the same body dysmorphic disorder that Adrian does. No, you're not a perfect circle. (laughs) Exactly. Like a multiply sign if you fell out of a building and you landed on the floor. But there's a zero next to a multiplication. (laughs) Doing some basic maths. I had a friend that used to work on electric pylons. Do you know electric poles? And they used to helicopter him in. So he'd wear a metallic suit and he'd be dangling from a bucket on a helicopter They'd stick him at the top of an electric pylon and he would do whatever he needed to do and make the repairs. Incredibly dangerous, by the yes. way, mm-hmm. in many ways. But he said he'd be up there all afternoon and you can't go anywhere. They would drop him off and then come back and pick him up. The helicopter's not hovering all no, day long. No, couldn't. 
So he said uh, many times he's been caught short. And uh, at that point, in the middle of a field, in the middle of nowhere, 400 feet up in the air, he decides he's going to, uh, you know, defecate, I guess, on the fields below. Drop a deuce. That's up. right. He said he always tried to write his name, which was difficult because it had an I in it. He said the difficult part was dotting the I. Some sort of control of muscles is required. Yes, yes. I met a guy who worked on communication towers for the Army. And they did the same thing. They dangled yeah. him from the uh, from a helicopter, and I said, "Wow, that sounds so cool." And he's like, "No, no, that's what they did to the people who uh, missed PT in the morning." Oh, it's a punishment. Yeah, you don't want to be stuck up there on a exactly. windy, wet day oh, up in the middle of nowhere. Rough times. That was then. This is now. That's not true at all, is it? That's not even come yet. They're mad, bad, and they're paranormal. Yeah. Do you know this is season three, episode 65? Can you believe such wonders? Wow. I'm going to mention, before we go any further down the road, we have a watch. I say a watch party. I guess if you're on Facebook, you're watching it, aren't you? But we have a listening party taking place right now. We have many fans and followers of the show that love making comments on our Facebook site. If you go onto Facebook right now, this second, more questions and answers with Adrian Lee, you will see our Facebook listening party. There'll be people posting all kinds of maniacal things, gifts, comments. There was over four or five hundred comments last week. So if you wish no. to join in the banter, and also the thing I noticed is that people are now playing along. So in a few seconds' time, when I read out the first round, which is a lack of general knowledge, people are actually commenting and trying to guess what the answers are and are playing along at home, which I think is fantastic. Yes, I love it. My favorite part of Saturday is reading those comments. Yeah, yep. the following day. Joel, yep. a listener of the show, did very well. He actually guessed a couple right Yes. last mm-hmm. week. Either mm-hmm. that or he's a very intelligent gentleman. Brown noser. There you go. He's looking them up on Wikipedia. <laughs> this is what's taking place. But there is a listening party. So if you go to Facebook, more questions and answers with Adrian Lee, you will see all the fun on there. As I mentioned, this is the first round. It's a lack of general knowledge. So we have the Pop-Tart Martin Gong of Infinite Knowledge, sponsored by Martin, of course, with the croissants of facts. And Pop-Tarts. The Bagel of Statistics. Stand back. We don't want to get burnt. Well, that was a good one. I enjoyed that. There should be more gonging, I think. This show needs more gonging. Yes, please. This is what's required. On this very day, in 1946, Scottish inventor and father of the television, who was mentioned on last week's show, John Logie Bear died at the age of 57. We made many jokes about Yogi Bear, and I did a very good boo-boo impression. Yes. Isn't it odd on this show that things get brought up, and then the following week, it's relevant? Like I said last week, that you get people with birthdays all clumped together that yep. do a similar vocation in life. Very interesting. But he invented, of course, the television. So, for the first time in the history of MQTA Radio, I cannot believe that strange, bizarre, and fascinating facts about John Logie Baird. What amazing thing did Baird do in his bedroom when he was a child? There. What amazing thing did he do in his bedroom as a child? I'll give you a clue. The neighbours could hear him doing it. Mm. Share that with you. He Miss Morris. Played the ukulele. He played the ukulele. Was it a two-handed ukulele or a one-handed? In the dark. That's dangerous, isn't it? You could have someone's eye out. <laughs> Random gorilla attacks of solo one-handed darkness banjolele playing. I love a banjolele. Yes. You can't beat a banjolele, can you? No. You think I, he I've was... I've never tried. You've never tried? You should try it one day. Beating a banjolele? Absolutely. There's a music <laughs> shop we can be banned from within the hour. There's one in Mankato. 
you think he was sat at home on his bed as a little Scottish boy, mm-hmm. knocking away at the ukulele. Or the bagpipes. Or the bagpipes. <laughs> There's many a slip tricks, cup and lip. Yeah. And I know you like to spread your chips very liberally, yeah. red and black in all directions. You're saying at night he played the bagpipes. So what amazing thing did Bear do in his bedroom as a child? You're telling me he may have dabbled on the old bagpipes. Yeah. That's what you're going with, is it? Yeah. What are you thinking, Miss Corrie? I think he practiced ventriloquism. There. You couldn't see his lips move. Or magic. Wow, what is it with everyone? <laughs> magic. What kind of magic is he doing in his bedroom? That like it's... Tim the Enchanter. Like the neighbours can hear. <laughs> we can do magic, magic. Do you want to see some? I'll show you some magic. Bay City Rollers. Nice. You're going to go with the magic, are you? I was thinking, just to give Chad a clue, we want to think about what he actually invented. He was an inventor. So we want to perhaps go down that road a little bit more. I'm guessing he put together his own speakers of some sort. Do you know what? I think I'll give you a point or two, because I'm feeling very philanthropic. He manipulated the telephone exchange in such a way that he connected his bedroom to that of his friends across the street. (laughs) (laughs) Nice. It's a joy, isn't it? So he could chat with his mates. I don't know how he did it, but obviously this was back in the 1880s, 1890s perhaps. Showing signs of early innovation, I would suggest. Cans. But this is exactly, yes, pull the string tighter. (laughs) You're not pulling the string tighter. I can't hear you. But he was communicating with his friends in neighbouring houses by manipulating the telephone exchange or the telegraph poles outside his house. I saw a 70s television programme about two detectives who solved crimes over the phone. Starkey and Hash. No, no, no. Make it stop. I know, right? I love this show. Starkey and Hash. You're not going with that? No. It's a joy. I love this show. In his youth, Bed created many inventions that were not successful, including a glass what? So many of his inventions, as inventors are prone to do, not every invention is a hit, not everyone works, but he certainly made something from glass, but it proved to be very very unsuccessful and i'll give you a clue he used glass so it would not go rusty but it kept shattering which made that invention inoperable so what did he do what did he invent out of glass so it wouldn't go rusty huh? so it wouldn't go rusty a rusty bucket so he invented the glass bucket yeah he should have invented the glass toaster would have been a bit further down the road there wouldn't we? toasting products right. you are saying a glass bucket you'd mm-hmm. see if it was empty you'd see if it was full sure why not? Wouldn't be heavy, would it? <laughs> <laughs> You're going with the glass bucket because you have rusty yes. bucket problems, do you? Final answer. Your life is the bane of rusty buckets. Yeah. yeah. Okay. What are you thinking of, Miss Corrie? A snare drum. He made a snare drum out of oh. glass. <clears throat> yeah, and I could see that that would shatter. What are your thoughts there, Chad? Can I spread my chips? You I'm can gonna... do whatever you want. All right. I'm going to go with wrench or hammer. Wrench or hammer. Wow. He made a glass razor. He sharpened the glass. He made a oh. razor from glass, and uh, it kept shattering. Oh, I bet obsidian would be really yeah. good for that. See? We could be inventing those uh-huh. things. No. We'll get onto that. You could certainly have a stone. Happening. Yeah, we'll make that happen. <laughs> I've got some obsidian upstairs in my crystal collection. We can make that happen. That would be a joy, wouldn't it? Shaving with a cutthroat razor takes a lot of courage. I used to shave my privates with one. But I don't have the balls anymore. 
No. Oh, I see. You didn't like the Starkey and Hash joke. But I get my balls out and everyone's laughing. Well, as long as they're going. Here they wow. are. There you go. <laughs> Michelle's got them in her handbag, apparently. <laughs> wow. What item of clothing did Baird invent that was pneumatic? He made an item of clothing that was inflatable. And I need you to tell me what it was. Yeah. His cape or his hat. He made an inflatable cape. Mm-hmm. Very useful if you get swept into the sea is the inflatable cape. Or his hat. Last seen heading in the direction of Zeebrugge in Holland. Top hat. An inflatable top hat. So you're at the opera. Yeah. You've got your inflatable stovepipe hat on. Yeah. The woman behind cannot see. Excuse me, sir. Can you remove your hat? I can't see the opera. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> I, can I get my hat off? Oh, no. So he's now deflating his hat in his lap. You're hearing... Dear. Labo M in the background. <laughs> a bit of Aida. Aida! <laughs> Perfect. He's gonna, he'll get his wife to inflate that on his lap in the interval. <laughs> You're saying cape and hat. Mm-hmm. Jack the Ripper running around the streets of Whitechapel in an inflatable hat and cape. A cape, a yeah. Cape. <laughs> yes, it's a compound noun. It's crossed between a cloak and a cape. Like I'm it. calling it a cape. Right, right. I thought that was better than a gape. <laughs> <laughs> Just thought there's two ways to go, isn't there? You can have a, a liger or, or, or a teon. And I, and I, you know, there's liger. Two ways of putting your compound noun together. Michelle, what are you thinking of? And gape has gone. A life vest. A life vest. He invented the inflatable life vest. The May Chad. West. He invented an item of clothing that was pneumatic. Well, life vest was the obvious one. I'm going to go underwear. Where's the valve on that? Where were you blowing that up? <laughs> you that don't man. blow it up. Someone no. else does. Look at that man inflating his underwear. <laughs> exactly. <sighs> Look at him hyperventilating. Well, he's blown up three pairs today alone. He invented a pair of inflatable shoes. Cool. Wow. This is before Nike had that. Was Air it Nike Jordan? had the yeah. pump? Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yes, he invented... Reba inflatable shoes wow these crocs are awesome where can i get some said no one ever (laughs) on this day in 1931 the gangster al capone was indicted on 5,000 counts of prohibition and perjury so for the first time in the history of mqta radio i cannot believe that bizarre strange and fascinating facts about the gangster al capone feeling confident you like a bit of recidivism You're into all of the serial killers and the gangsters. You might get a few points here. Points are difficult to come by so far, so everything's to play for. The scars on Al Capone's face came from a knife fight when he was living in Brooklyn when he tried to hit on a woman and her brother slashed him three times across the face. I think the guy tried to hit him in the neck and he was drunk, I think was how the story went. The scars were a constant source of embarrassment for Capone, so how did he say he got them? What did Al Capone say? How did he get his scars? To avoid embarrassment. What did he say happened to him? Shaving. He cut himself along the face three times by shaving with a glass razor. Sure. He should have been warned. John mm. Logie Baird tried to invent the glass razor. It wasn't good for Al Capone. That's some serious shaving injuries he's got going on there then, isn't it? Mm-hmm. From his ear all the way down to his chin, do you not think? Or saving a woman from a burning building. So they were burn scars? Yeah. How'd you get knifed saving a woman from a burning building? 
Don't worry about it. I'm not. I'm, I'm just trying to put some flesh Forget on the bones. Forget about it. Get about it. That's what they say in New York. Oh, look at that man who's jumped there and put himself into a perfect shape of a multiply sign on the floor. I see what you've done there. Michelle, what did he say? How did he get those scars? What story did he put together? He fought a liger. He fought. Very specific. Very rare animal. Very rarely seen. They can't breed, can they? Very, very obscure, but it's an answer that I would accept. Chad, how did he get his scars? Why would you not say you got in a knife fight? I think he was unhappy about the fact that he was... Uh, a, it's not good for a gangster to have it put out there that he's been beaten up or attacked by a random stranger in a bar just for bravado. And also he was hitting on a woman, which probably didn't go down very well. But I'm guessing he did that quite a lot because he died of syphilis, of course. Yes. How did he? What did he say happened to him? Oh, that, uh, let's see. It happened during a robbery. A robbery. He said they were from a, a military injury. Oh. He presented himself as a war hero. He said he sustained them in France, suggesting he was in the First World War, but he never served in the military. Completely untrue, but he said he received them. Gallantry for serving in the military in France during the First World War. Permanent scar? You mean free tattoo? Yes. There you go. What pastime did Capone participate in during his incarceration at Alcatraz? What did he do to take the time from his 11-year stretch? What did he get up to? What do you think he participated in? And bagpipes has already gone. Horseshoes. He practiced horseshoes. Yes. That's not going to be dangerous. Yes. What did he use as the post? Any thoughts, any ideas in an all-male prison? You just think he's practicing. (laughs) His pastime was horseshoes. Yes. Just just plain old throwing of horseshoes. What an arm bone. Possible. I've no idea what an arm bone is. Oh, a, like your proper a arm bone. I thought it was a gangster term. Come with me or you're going to get arm boned. <laughs> <laughs> oh, hey, Shanky, get in the car. He did the accounts for people. That was his pastime, was it? Accounting. Yes. Nice. For the jailers. Perfect. Lucky he didn't get into trouble for tax evasion, wasn't it? That's right. right. That's why he did it. Michelle, what was his pastime? What did he like to do? What took his time away from him? I'm embarrassed because I've taken this tour and I can't remember. So I'm going to say he worked in the kitchen. He worked in the kitchen with all the poisoners? Yep. Nice. Chad, what did he do as a pastime? What wild away the hours? I, I do like Heather's Shawshank Redemption angle. But I'm going to go with drawing, painting, something drawing. like that. Like a one-to-one scale model of the Eiffel Tower made out of matchsticks. Those kinds of things. <laughs> well. I cannot give the points away. He played the guitar in a banjo in a prison band. Hmm. A ukulele banjo? <laughs> it could be a banjo <laughs> All things are possible. There's no points to be had, but if you were in a prison band, what would be the best name to call yourself? Because this band... Has a really cool name. The Shankers. The Shankers. Wow. You need someone up front, though. Al Capone and the Shankers. Yeah, Al Capone and the Shankers. Like Elvis Presley had the pubic hairs. Bathtub gin. The Blue Floyd shoes. The Blue... Wow. (laughs) They're coming thick and thick. Any thoughts? Anything you want to add to that? Uh, Dancing with a chair. Nice. The band was called the Rock Islanders. Oh, that is good. Rock and roll. Rock Island. and, And Alcatraz. Yeah, they tried to go on tour, apparently, but they weren't allowed. (laughs) (laughs) Drop posters and everything. Wow, Warden threw a party in the county jail. It's true. He played the guitar in a prison band 
called the Rock Islanders. That's a joy, isn't it? Yes. Wow. What did Capone make sure happened every funeral of men that he killed? Now, Miss Morris, every funeral of every person that Al Capone had murdered, he did this at. He sent lilies to the widow. He sent lilies. That's very romantic. You've got a romantic streak in you there, Miss Morris, haven't you? Mm -hmm. Lilies, of course, being the funerary flower. What do you think he did at every funeral? For every person he murdered or was involved in? He paid for the funeral. He paid for the funeral. Chad, what are your thoughts on this one? Uh, Condolence card to the widow. Widow. (laughs) He sent a huge arrangement of flowers to the funeral. There you go. Miss Morris is close enough. You're welcome. And points are in such short supply tonight. Was there a card with it? I have absolutely no idea. I haven't done the research. What can I say? I need to look into it. I would have thought he would have done that anonymously, perhaps. Or without a card being on there might be the way to go. But I suspect everyone would have known it was him. Do you see what I mean? I think that's the way to go. He put the fun in funeral, apparently. Yes, yes. That should be funeral, shouldn't it, at that point? (laughs) Let's go to a funeral. Terrible. What good (laughs) deed... If he was John Ga- Wayne Gacy, Gacy would have been a fun. What is a clown's yeah. carrying a coffin into the cemetery? Clown bereavement services. You're sat there, you know, sobbing your heart out, and the clown's got like a squirty flower no. and a zappy ring. Yeah, bucket full of custard, going ooh, pretending to cry. It's all squirting out like tears. Last thing you need at a funeral, of course. What good deed did Capone do during the Great Depression? So he was philanthropic. He did some nice things. I need you to tell me what he did during the Depression that was a good deed. What do you think, Miss Morris? What would he have Al Capone done? He contributed to the soup kitchens. He contributed what? He made soup. Gin yeah. soup. Yes. Al Capone, chop those tomatoes smaller. <coughs> this is what we need. Yeah. You're no. going to go with contribute. What, what's contributing? Give me an um, idea of what contributing. Money, monetarily. Money. He's giving money to soup kitchens. Yes. Michelle, what good deed did Capone do during the Great Depression? He funded an orphanage. He funded an orphanage. Chad? I believe Heather is 100% right. I will give you the points. He actually ran a soup kitchen. He actually fed hundreds of hungry people that were out of work. So Miss Morris has gained herself a nice Campbell's chicken and mushroom four. And Chad has squeezed himself up to a minestrone Vikings for as well i ate a can of alphabet soup and i've had the biggest vowel movement since no i love i don't want to know what that spelled this show that was then but this is now as we enter our favorite part of the show it's the mailbag we love the mailbag if you choose to write to us if you would like to express your views if you'd like to comment on anything on the show we would love to read out those on air. So if you go to more questions and answers with Adrian Lee on Facebook, you can post your comments on there and I will read them out as long as they're nice, of course. I'll send ah. the bad ones to my mother. And just to remind you, there is currently a listening party taking place on Facebook at this very moment. And I'm sure they're posting things like these are great jokes. Adrian, keep them coming. Those kind of things. I'm sure that's what's yeah. taking place. D is a good listener and follower of the show and a good friend of course she has posted hey everyone i've been listening to the archives the past few weeks i'd like to pay she says i like to play one after the other so she's listened to them on mass now mm-hmm. one after mm-hmm. the other mm-hmm. you can do that of course you can go to our soundcloud site soundcloud.com and search for mq 
TA radio and you can listen to them back to back. You can listen to them while you're shaving with a glass razor. You can listen to them while you're making soup. You can listen to them while you're making flower arrangements. You can listen to them while you're inflating your wife's underwear. Making shanks. You can listen to them while you're making shanks with toothbrushes. All these things are possible. That makes me think you've done some time inside. I will share that with you. Maybe. Very interesting. She goes on to say, I like playing them one after the other while I do other things. I could listen all day, and I'm sure she probably does. But at soundcloud.com, you can go and visit that MQTA radio. And if you're listening now on SoundCloud, why not press the little orange love heart? Show us how much you appreciate what we do. And each week, we stay in the studio at the top of the hour, and we read out for another 20 to 25 minutes all of the stories we have found during the week, doing our research on the paranormal, that are too rude to read out. They're laden with innuendo. They're laden with filth. We find stories of a very sexual nature Mm -hmm. that we cannot read out for fear of being removed or getting a hefty fine. So if you jump over to any of our platforms at the end of the show, and you can find us on many, many platforms. I'm about to read them all out very shortly. But that round, Not For Your Mother, some people say it's their favourite round. Yes. It's a great round. I will tell you, I laughed so hard (gasps) during last week's Not For Your Mother. Last week was hilarious. You really do have to go and find that. We do a video. We're videoing ourselves recording the show right now, putting the show out. And there's a camera in the studio with us. If you go to patreon.com, search for MQTA Radio. If you donate a single dollar to the show, last week in the Not For Your Mother section... A story was read out by Miss Morris, I believe. Oh, my God, yes. That should be blocking Miss Morris's view of the camera, so no one's going to see her now, of course. We have a gorilla. There's actually a gorilla with a pair of glasses on, sat next to Ched right now, keeping him company. I have no idea where it came from, but there is a gorilla sat there blocking Miss Morris as we live and breathe. Don't forget the sticky starfish. And there's a sticky starfish. If you've got a starfish, let it always be sticky. Yes. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And Miss Morris read out a story about a lady in China that had constipation, and she strained too hard on the toilet and lost 10 years of her life due to amnesia. This was singularly the most funniest thing that's happened to me this year, and we caught it on film. I was literally sick. So if you wish to hear that, if you wish to see that, you would be very (laughs) cold-hearted and standing outside of a normal framework of society if you did not find that funny. I even woke up laughing on Saturday morning. You giggled all night. I did laugh all night long. It made me very happy. But that story alone is just a joy. I might actually clip that section and put it on YouTube at some point to advertise what we do. But we're on money platforms. Of course, we're on SoundCloud, St. Cloud, RainCloud, RainMan, iTunes, LowTunes, Full Moons, Baboons, Spotify, Spotty, Evil Eye, Evil Lynn, Buzzsprouts, Bustle Sprouts, Rain Sprouts, Pain Gout, Tune in, tune out, pay out, payday, heyday, mayday, mayday, I need help. Lisa has written, I can't wait this week. Has <laughs> been too many ups and downs, so I really need the last. So thank you, Lisa, Aww. one of our Patreon hey, supporters. She listens with everyone else at 10 p.m. Central Time on the Dark Matter Digital Network. We're 100,000 followers in 190 countries all over the world. Alva then added, for those who simply oh, can't awesome. wait... I admire your haste. <laughs> Thanks, Alva. Great. great. I like it? that. Diana has also chipped in. She says she needs the laughs and lots of them. So hopefully mm-hmm. we're supplying that with our hash. No, I'm not going to tell that joke again. Don't, Three times too don't. many. Vicky added, yay to our superheroes. Defying Mother Nature 
and her indoor waves. We love and appreciate you so much. Obviously, based on the fact that the studio has been flooded for the majority oh, of this God. year, yeah. the water has now subsided. But uh, we've now got a, a studio full of gnats and mosquitoes on the back of that. Yeah, and Michelle. But we won't let Mother Nature <laughs> win. Finally, Mandy says, I will be sitting by the fire with a drink in my hand waiting. Just like the team. I don't recall a fire. If anyone sees a fire, do do let me know. Fire is not a good thing to have in the Ooh. studio. I'm happy to have a drink sat next to me. Just a little one. Fire not so good. <laughs> right. And of course, you can donate a single dollar to the show. If you go to Patreon, you get a lot for your money. Tell our listeners what they get, Miss Morris, for their dollar. Mm, you get unreleased shows. You get early access to all the shows that we are currently recording. And you get some special editions as well as all of the videos that we have out. There's a Ghostbusters episode we've written. Yeah, special. Yep. There's episodes that have never been aired. You get to see the video of us in the studio. You get the Not For Your Mother round mm-hmm. on video. That's a lot for a dollar. Yeah. But if you go to patreon.com, search for MQTA Radio, and every single dollar you donate goes to our studio costs. It goes to all of the platforms yeah. I've just read out, mm-hmm. and it pays for all of the paper, the printing, the studio time, replacement of all the cables we had to replace. Yeah. Of course. And uh, a gorilla. We've, we've managed to buy a gorilla. Yeah. And Sticky Starfish. He needs a name. Perhaps we should go out there to our listeners and say, what should the gorilla be called? We'll take a picture of the gorilla. We'll post it on Facebook. And whoever comes up yeah. with the best name for the gorilla that's currently sandwiched to Chad, we will call him that name. It's, it's Gary. Gary. Well, you've just ruined my... Well, apparently we won't be doing that because Heather's christened him Gary. Gary Gergich. There's the possibility that a listener could come up with something If you can top Gary. Yes, if you can beat Gary. And I know that's a difficult task for you I've just handed you there. I mean, you could cure cancer or split that atom or find a better name than Gary the Gorilla. Great. That's unbelievable. But yes, for your dolly, you will see me dying in the studio last week of laughter. That was one oh. of the funniest things that's ever happened to me. That's, I was worried. That was three or four minutes. <laughs> I literally thought I was going to die. Do you know when you laugh so much you can't breathe? Your yes. stomach hurts. You're crying. You are purple. Oh, my. Yes, that wasn't a good shade, was it? <laughs> we have a Twitter account, if I'm still alive. Adrian underscore Lee underscore tips. We have 100,000 followers on there. All of our stories, all of the bands, all of the cartoons are on Facebook. More questions and answers with Adrian Lee. I have many books out. I am an author. I write books about ghosts, hauntings, history, urban legends. If you're into all of the mysterious, the supernatural, the metaphysical, go on to Amazon. Search for Adrian Lee and you will find everything on there. And if you wish to come and see me next week on a Thursday, 27th of June, I will be in Renville County. Morton, of course, is the town. So if you're interested in that, go on to the Morton websites, the Renville County Historical Society on Facebook or find their website. I will be there doing a metaphysical class. I'll be teaching people how to be psychic, psychic development. I think it's five bucks on the door to get in. And that is the 27th. So it'd be fabulous to see you all there being psychic with me at seven o'clock. Miss Morris, would you like to tell our fabulous listeners what we do on a Tuesday at 8 p.m. Central Time? We all meet up on the More Questions and Answers with Adrian Lee's Facebook site. And we have Gift Wars while watching the curse of whatever. The curse of Zombie Pirate Island. Oh, God. Oh. Now, we watch the, the curse, curse of, the tunnels. of Civil War Gold. 
Yeah. What a terrible show. In the history oh of God. television, what a shocker. It's uh, awful. It's a failure to get permanent. Oh, boy. Uh, but the show's irrelevant. Yes. Yeah. It's almost good that it's bad. Yep. Because we can then comment on how bad it is. We have Gift Wars. Again, over four or 500 comments there last Tuesday. But if you're yeah. sat at home with nothing to do on a Tuesday, 8 p.m. Central Time, go onto Facebook, watch the show. Some people were posting, I can't listen. I don't know what's going on. You're not listening to anything. Nope. No. We're watching the History <laughs> Channel matter. and making comments. Yeah. Some people don't even get the History Channel, and they're still on there, and they want to read what's going on because it's that funny. Poor I love buggers. It. So join us on there. Everything is on there for you. It's very, very funny. Chad, as always, as convention dictates, I hand over to you. You're now going to read out, Dr. Chad Peters, your random fascinating fact of the week. Sivu, play Dr. Peters. So this one is from Psychology. And it's something about the Capgras delusion, which is a psychiatric du- disorder in which a person holds a delusion that a friend, spouse, parent, or other close family member has been replaced by an identical imposter. This is very common. Michelle, she left us two years ago. The person they replaced her with is actually funny. <laughs> I'll share that with you. You've been on the show quite a few years now, haven't you? Three years. Three years, is it now? This month, yep. Wow, three years this month, we need a party. Yes, we do. But this is very, very true. It's a very uh, difficult, psychotic piece of behavior. Right, yeah, it's a delusional behavior. Alien abductions. This isn't the person. This, of course, is the theme for horror films and science mm-hmm. fiction. Exactly. Like the invasion of the body snatchers. Right. Where you're trying to convince people it's not the person you know it to be, and no one believes you. Mm-hmm. I'm sure there's a few more films in there, but they escape me for the moment. But that's a, a common plot theme, isn't it? Yeah, that would be the most popular one. And I Changelings. Will... There. It right. all works. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to give Chad a couple more points. He's now up to a remarkable six for fulfilling his brief, which was to read out a random, bizarre, and fascinating fact. As we go into a round that is called Ghosts and Hauntings. And remember, we don't do orbs. Google Earth Street View captures demonic figure hiding under a bridge. The clip shows, because if you were Satan, you'd be hanging out under a bridge, wouldn't you? Oh. The clip shows YouTube. Well, above the bridge was some trolls and three goats. So he, had no, he had no room. The grass always looks greener, doesn't it? Do Who's find? that crying across my bridge? Satan's playing his music too loud. You're banging on the bridge. Keep it down, down there. John Logie beds down there with him because the inventor of the television is going straight to hell, right? He's playing his bagpipes too loudly. He's banging away on his banjo. Honestly, it's a party going on down there. Wow. The clip shows YouTube conspiracist hidden underbelly 2.0 using mapping software, Google Earth, to zoom in on a bridge in Ithaca, New York. As he gets closer, the angle turns to street view, and viewers see a mysterious figure hiding underneath the structure. It appears to have a demonic face and stares directly at the camera. It's Gary Boosie. He's out jogging. (laughs) In the caption, the conspiracy theorist wrote, I was told about this evil-looking face, and I had to find this for myself. But when I first saw it, I got goosebumps as this image took my breath away. But enough about me. (laughs) The image comes from Google Earth in an area called Cayuga Waterfront Trail. Mm -hmm. And this is underneath a highway (laughs) devil's bridge. Crosses a body of water despite the YouTuber claiming it was a demonic face. Many believe it's an abandoned mask 
We need to set up a non-profit organization for abandoned masks. Some people call it bunk. Raise some money. <laughs> if you are playing the Bell Bunk and Snort drinking game, Miss Morris has given you your first shot of the evening, wherever you are in the world. Skull, prost, cheers, salute. Over a thousand people have flooded in to see the figure for themselves. <laughs> One person bizarrely said, that looked like something I saw when I was a kid. Under the bridge downtown. I guess that's what we share our reality with. Oh. Another added, it might be a mask. It looks like it's a bit of a hangout with empty cans. Still creepy video, though. A third said, that's graffiti. Google Earth or what on earth? You decide. Go to our mm -hmm. Facebook site. More questions and answers with Adrian Lee. I gain my first points of the evening for being informative and a little mm. bit spooky. With an amazing rhyme. Miss Morris, what have yeah. you got for me tonight in the round of Ghosts? And hauntings. Fluids leaking from a decomposing body upstairs last month forced health Drip. officials Drip. to no. close Drip. a Connecticut restaurant, oh. according oh. to a report on Monday. Where, dripping, where dri in dripping in the soup. Uh, yes. That's the trouble with decomposing bodies. They finally merge into their environment. Nature reclaims them. It's marinating. You have to scrape them out of armchairs <laughs> with fish slices. Oh God. Help. Peel them off the carpet with a slice, yes. with a cheese wire. Well, here's the bad part. <laughs> it gets worse. Because that wasn't bad enough. It's the same restaurant where Michelle cooks. Yeah. I'm not eating that really ripe brie. It tastes terrible. <laughs> so I just got done telling you about the decomposing body and that it was dripping down, right? Drip, drip, drip. There was another yeah. decomposing body no, in the it's kitchen. Worse. It's Authorities worse. <laughs> were called to a Thai restaurant because they wouldn't really know the difference. I like Thai food. Oh. I, I like do too. So you wouldn't thai? be able to separate. Is that gravy? <gasps> or corpse juice or is it a gravy gravy <laughs> corpse smoothie please uh, well it was a thai restaurant in windsor on may 29th regarding a foul odor and a reddish brown liquid dripping from the ceiling of the restaurant michelle nope windsor is about 10 miles north of hartford yep Police said they Very entered harsh. an apartment above the restaurant through a window and found the tenant's body in bed so it must have been dripping a lot oh went right through the mattress was a filter yeah <gasps> filter oh, it's purified then yeah it's a purified corpse yeah, juice yeah organic you could suggest yeah, right oh. i always prefer my corpse juice to be filtered through the thighs oh. of a dead woman Evidence indicated he had been dead for several days. Oh, no kidding. Police said no foul play is suspected, and the man's name was not released. The health department said the restaurant remains closed amid ongoing investigations, and I'm guessing maybe cleanup. I don't know. Maybe. No additional details have been given at this time. Don't eat Thai food in, uh, where Windsor. is that? Windsor. Windsor. Windsor soup. There is a soup called Windsor soup. Now it there is. Really exists. I think it's an onion based. Really soup. expensive. Really yes, rare. Yeah. Is it onion to cover up the corpse taste? Yeah, I think there is a Windsor soup. You can go and look that up. It genuinely exists. And Windsor's a very posh part of the world. That's where Windsor Castle is. Yes. That's where the Queen hangs out. Mm. That's where the wedding took place, wasn't it? Yes. Do you remember back in the day who was that? Harry and uh, Meghan. Meghan were married at Windsor Castle. I believe that to be true. Wow. I shall give you some points, Miss Morris, for making Michelle go green more than anything. Mm -hmm. I think that's the key of a lot of our stories. I'm hungry. Isn't it? 
You're hungry now, are you? <laughs> oh, for God's sake. We'll get you something nice. I'm good to you. A mum said her mind was blown after discovering a childhood sketch by her psychic sister that looks just like her own toddler daughter. Taylor Hudson, 22, says her sister Georgie, 20, drew the uncanny doodle a decade ago while at their grandmother's house as youngsters. The drawing sat unnoticed on Grandma Linda's fridge until Georgie noticed it was the spitting image of Taylor's 18-month-year-old daughter, Amelia Foster. Stay-at-home mum Taylor admits it's creepy. Being able to recognise her daughter smiling in a sketch she knows was done a long time ago. Taylor of Staffordshire said it's definitely quite creepy. My mind is blown. It's unbelievable. Whoa, whoa. Ding, 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 ding. This is just a little girl that my sister had in her head. But the resemblance between Amelia and that picture is amazing. I will go on to say that if you draw a child, it's basically a big head and a couple of button eyes. And it looks like most kids, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Like Charlie Brown, a big melon-headed kid. Big eyes. We'd never taken a good look until Georgie saw it. The other day, she took a picture and sent it to me and said... Can you see Amelia in this? I had taken some photos that day, and it was like my sister had drawn one of those pictures, even though it was ten years ago. When I compared the photos, they had the same ears, the same eyes. The resemblance is ridiculous. I don't know if it's an amazing coincidence or something more. Taylor joked they should try their luck on the lottery. Following Georgie's drawing skills, just draw us the lottery numbers. That's yes. the way to go. She added, <laughs> me and my mum did a joke about it saying we needed to put on the lottery because she can see into the future. Interesting psychic drawing or this is just boring. You decide. (laughs) Go to our Facebook site. More questions and answers with Adrian Lee and everything will be there for you in glorious Technicolor 10 years into the future. Michelle, what have you got for me tonight in the round of Ghosts and Hauntings? Explorers stunned after capturing eerie figure in the mirror inside a haunted castle. Yes. Siobhan McCauley headed the group as they visited what is considered one of the world's most haunted castles. It's Leap Castle in County Offaly, Ireland, on June 1st. Have you been there? No. Do you recognize that area? Yes. You do. You've, you've visited, you've driven through. Driven through it. Just passing yep, through. Yep, just passing through. Footage from their visit shows the camera focusing on a mirror in the building. Lisa, from behind the camera, says, here we go. Here it is. You can see him clearly. He's moving back and forth. It's almost like she's in the room. Uncanny. Remarkable. Do you see him? He's moving again. Hello? (laughs) Was that the Mrs. Doubtfire hello? Yeah. (laughs) You don't get any extra for for acting. You know that. I just thought I'd share. I admire your enthusiasm. Don't get me wrong. I'm impressed. Yeah, I think that counts as extra. He has a nose and he's wearing a hat. Lisa then spots what she claims is a gorgeous young child. Lead investigator Siobhan sent the clip to the Irish mirror and said, One of our guests on the night was recording the mirror because we had seen the week previous and we caught it in the camera. If you watch the mirror, you'll see the man coming back and forth on demand, and we have named it The Man in the Mirror. Oh, wow. <laughs> Clever. Yeah. He's looking to make a change, I think. <laughs> Man nice. in the Mirror. Isn't that a Michael Jackson? <laughs> that's, yeah. Right, that, oh, you caught the that, joke. That ghost is Michael uh-huh. at that point, isn't it? I think he switched from black to white. I think the band, uh, do you remember the band Go West? We Close Our Eyes. Yes. They did a song called Man in the Mirror as well, if I'm not mistaken. Awesome. 
while those inside the spooky castle were convinced the figure was proof of a ghost the movement of it in relation to the camera person could indicate it is simply a reflection of the camera's light you're bunking your own story pretty much wow you got any more in there is that it for the night no, you're done yeah wow i like that short and sweet and to the point bunking your own story i shall give you two remarkable points as we sprinted around that is ufos and crypto zoology it's green men and very hairy beasties a baffled mum was left stunned when cctv captured a bizarre creature which looked like dobby the elf from the harry potter films outside her home without the pillowcase as well i might add Vivian Gomez <laughs> was checking out the security cameras which monitor her driveway when she spotted something very, very strange skipping around near her back door, which isn't a euphemism. Oh, really? However, because he wanted to keep his one sack clean. Apparently, yes, mm-hmm. this is just wanted to put one foot down on the ground. Yep. However, viewers were quick to point out the incident is probably a prank, pointing to a mystery second shadow in the footage stunned vivian shared the clip on facebook and wrote so i woke up sunday morning and saw this on my camera and i'm trying to figure it out first i saw the shadow walking from my door then i saw this thing has anyone else seen this on their cameras the other two cameras didn't pick it up for some reason the bizarre clip appears to show a small figure most likely a mischievous child wearing a hat with skinny legs and large ears strolling down the path whilst doing a little jig. Because that's what kids do naked, isn't a it? A big-eared kid! <laughs> We're looking for a big-eared, skinny kid that's naked dancing a jig. So if anyone fits that description, be sure to let us know. Whatever the explanation, many Potter fans were eager to celebrate a possible return of Dobby as the beloved character tragically died in the sixth film, Deathly Hollows. Oh, spoilers. I think it's been enough time now. Wow, spoilers. Titanic, you told me the ship was going to sink. Mary Wills wrote on Facebook, Dobby came to make sure you are safe. Dobby in the yard or faking it isn't hard. You decide to go to our Facebook site and see Dobby running around naked in a woman's backyard. I'm going to start doing that prank now to my friends who have, like, the, the iPhone camera thing. Right. That That is their doorbell. Oh, just, yes. Yeah, just kind of dress up in costume, run across there once. Wow, I've got a hot dog costume in the garage. Perfect. I literally have a hot dog costume. Perfect. Do you know, with the, with the mustard and the ketchup, you look like a bun. Like, Let's all for go some to the reason, lobby. I have no trouble believing yeah, that. Yeah, get ourselves a treat. I just want to do that in front of a trail cam. What, a hot dog costume? <laughs> right. They set up some trail cams, do you remember, in a park, and they had all these weird and strange people dressed up. <laughs> Love it. They like caught furries. all kinds of strange and yeah. bizarre things. Uh-huh. This is true. Miss Morris, what have you got for me tonight in the round of UFOs and cryptozoology? Declassified documents have revealed that the FBI once tested hair and tissue samples of an alleged Bigfoot. Oh, I bum, knew it! Bum, ba, da, da. Uh, no. Oh, here we go. Oh, oh, oh. Wow, it's the Bigfoot call right there. We're going to have amorous Bigfoots banging on our door any minute now looking for sweet lovings. Bigfoot erotica is a big thing. I'm yes. going to write some. The Beast it's... in My Panties. Oh, boy. <laughs> it's an actual title of a book, I tell you. It's, really? It really exists. It's true. This no. is true. You just like reading out. You find Bigfoot stories now just because you've got I, sound effects. I like them. Well, <sighs> 93-year-old Peter Barn, Bjorn, 
whatever. Nice. Who has spent decades hoping to prove the existence of the creature, repeatedly wrote to the FBI back in 1976. It was just a little bit after I was born to have tests conducted she on She wasn't even samples. a glint in her daddy's epididymis. He'd collected. And this is what they said. We do not often come across oh, hair, God which we are unable to identify in wow. the har that Mary we have God. now. Joseph and Jesus. About 15 hars Was he attached to a tiny piece of skin oh, God. like a fillet. Oh, if you're playing the Bell Bunk and Snort drinking game. It hasn't been one for a few weeks, to be fair, is it? I think you can take two shots. You're right. Do you need the vapors? <laughs> Remember your breathing. It's wow. the first that we've obtained in like six years and stuff. <laughs> which we feel may be of some importance. Impotence. Well, he also wrote to ask about the test conducted on other samples that the FBI had obtained. Will you kindly set the record straight? Once and for all, inform us if the FBI has examined the horror, which might be that of a big foot or feet, when this took place, and if it did take place, what the results of these analyses is, was analysis. now. Analysis. Anal yeah. cyst. Yes. How many times did you get anal cyst into this stream? <laughs> Michelle! He's at it again. That's her second note of the story. She loved the anal cyst. She likes anal cyst. That that was it, was it? This is serious. Sorry. Yes, we're not giving this due attention, are we? Story anal cysts. This is serious. Occasionally, on a case-by-case basis, in the interest of research and scientific inquiry, we make exceptions to this general policy we will examine the horrors and the tissue mentioned in your letter that i'm sure you wrote in crayon no i didn't say that included in a study of morphological characteristics such as root structure medullary structure medullary structure yes one of the best bands of the Nice. There, there were, that's a Spanish dance. <laughs> and, and cuticle thickness, nice in cuticles. addition to scale tests, like the musical instrument. Yes. Maybe. La, 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 la. <laughs> right. See how it dings when yeah. you hit the hair? Also, the hairs are compiled directly with the hairs of known origin under a comparison microscope. They make those, you know? Yes. They've been making microscopes for many years now. I just need you to know that it has been concluded as a result of these examinations. There was a deer. That the hairs are that of the deer family. Damn it! And wasn't the guy like 93 years old or something? Wow, there's four minutes of my life I won't get back. But Miss Morris, you shall get points for being fun and informative. I'm going to squeeze a quick story into the strange and the bizarre. It's the stories from around the world that we can't fit easily into any other category, but are too good not to read out. A mum was horrified when she accidentally sent a picture of her bum to some builders. Danielle Kay meant to share pictures of her living room to some carpet fitters, but she did not know a picture of her sunburnt bottom was also attached. 
While the 31-year-old has been able to laugh at the blunder, she's not sure she'll be able to go through with the flooring. Her friends and family have since joked that she would ask the company for a cheeky discount. Wow. <laughs> she only did it for the crack. It's Rugburn. Danielle from Wigan, Greater Manchester, made the X-rated mistake when she was making inquiries at Carpets at Home. Luckily, she didn't show them the rug. When the flooring firm asked her to send over pictures of the stairs and landing, she happily obliged. While the mum fulfilled this request, she accidentally <laughs> added a picture of her ass. She had snapped the photo to show her new boy how she burnt her skin on her sunbed. It was like a baboon. Recalling the embarrassing moment, she said, I have been on the sunbeds and I have burnt my bottom. I have been kind of speaking to this lad and I was telling him about it. Oh, a boyfriend. And he said, oh my God, send me a picture. So she did. That's why it was on there. That's why it was on my camera. When I was asked to send a picture of my hall stairs and landing, I clicked that as well. I realized instantly that I had sent the picture when they came up on my screen. Mortified by the mistake, the hairdresser quickly texts the employee. Oh my God. Oh my God. I'm so sorry. I didn't mean to click on that last pick. Thankfully, the carpets at home worker was understanding about the error. She responded, don't worry about it. Luckily, I'm a girl, so I can make sure the lads don't see the pictures, but apparently it's all over the press, and it's all over the media, and it's in every newspaper in Britain. Yeah, it was nice that she kept that private. Yes, we wouldn't want our ass spread all (laughs) over the papers. Well, at least the workers at the carpet company don't know. They should give the woman a discount. The Red Ass Gang or never again. We should start a group called the Red Ass Gang, shouldn't we? Yes. Yeah, I'm up for that. Yep, she's the paid-up member ready to go. (laughs) We now enter the round that we call Not For Your Mother, which means you have found us on one of our platforms. So thank you for coming to find us. I hope we will be fun, informative and entertaining. This is a round we cannot read out on air for fear of being removed. You have been warned if your mother's in the room, if she's of a nervous disposition, if there's young minors running around they also need to leave and why don't you cut and paste the link at the moment why don't you share with the whole wide world that you're listening to the only paranormal news quiz show there is it'll be a sad state of affairs if a second one comes along we'll go from being unique to common in one fell swoop oh yes we'll always be unique i don't think anyone could replicate this no i honestly believe that to be the case with my autism of being able to remember bizarre strange and fascinating facts our banter and interactions you've known chad since he was a baby a baby monkey a baby monkey he's got more hair now Little. i have noticed that that's taken place yes he he's, likes uh, bananas he does, yes. He throws his poo around and spends all day swinging in a tyre. Peanuts. Yeah. We yeah. pay him peanuts. Nice. He's a very well-behaved. Chad and Chips. <laughs> you could almost hear the monkey squealing in the background, yes, couldn't you? Yes, almost. Remarkable. But you have been warned. There are things that once seen cannot be unseen. Recently, we've had the wedding dress that looked like a used tampon. The bikini bottoms that went viral for a reason we're pretty sure the manufacturer hadn't intended. And now there's an engagement ring that people believe looks like a prolapsed bottom. Wow. 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 That's unbelievable. Mm. How would you know such wonders? I have no... You must have seen a prolapsed bottom to then be able to say that looks like a prolapsed bottom. I haven't. Is that a hemorrhoid? No, that's your innards coming outie. That's an outie. After it's been an innie. Oh. Just thought I'd share that with you. The Ring, shared on Facebook group. That's it. I'm ring shaming. 
is raised redstone, possibly a ruby, surrounded by silver with a gold band. It doesn't sound unreasonable, does it? I thought it looked like the hard candy my grandma used to have on her coffee table. Oh. It looked like a prolapse bottom. Well, yeah. So you used to suck on that, did you? That was your grandmother's <laughs> hard You candy. are rude, sir. <laughs> you could make one last an hour if you didn't suck it too hard. Knock it off or I'll find a penis story just for you. Thank oh. you. Anytime you wish to insert a penis story, be sure to let oh. me know. She's rooting around, look there. Oh, yeah. She's like Santa Great. Claus. She's now rooting around her sack I'll to find, find a story. Go on. One rooting person, around in your sack. Nice. There was no stories down there. One person immediately commented, wearable, prolapsed butthole. <laughs> what a fantastic band. Another pointed out the similarity blur, saying... This looks like a prolapsed battle, yeah, chickaboo. Oui. As seen on the Britney Spears Pornhub site. The person who shared the unfortunate ring didn't share how they came across it or whether it belonged to someone they knew or not. Either way, it quickly racked up the comments. Other members of the mischievous group made slightly more wholesome comparisons. A couple of people commented that they believed it looked like a ring pop, the popular US sweet Oh, candy. disgusting. On a ring, prolapse bum, or we've only just begun. Who would have thought you could have got a carpenter's song into a story about a prolapse bottom? I love it. If you wish to see the prolapse bottom ring for yourself, you can go to our Facebook site. More questions than answers. With Adrian Lynn, it's there for you in all its glory. Yeah. What have you got for me now, Miss Morris, in the round of Not For Your Mother? And you're having a good old route around there, aren't you? No, I was itching the tip of my nose I with meant this st- finger. I meant the stories. Oh. This finger. Itchy oh. brains. You staying? You unpacking, are you? Oh, man. Staying for the weekend? According to shocking revelation made by a Seattle nurse, two young women have been and were hospitalized in the first week of June after trying to use... A vacuum hose. Nope. A vacuum hose from a vacuum cleaner. Yes, to end their periods early. Oh, suck it all out. Oh, I tell you, the one thing about that is you don't want to empty the dust bag, do you? Oh, You don't want to empty the the cylinder. Why? 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 What? Oh, that's taken. That's shaved three days off of it. Good Lord, I don't even... Uh, this was very hard for me to even read. Oh, well, God, great. She wrote, <laughs> Hang on. If this was hard for Morris, she's got cast iron guts. She wrote on Twitter that the women were aged 23 and 19. They should know better. And both went into shock after the DIY method triggered a rush of blood oh. rather than the stop that they had hoped for. I know. I know. It's a good it's idea, disgusting. though. It's not a bad idea, is it? Why can't you suck it all out? Why can't you vacuum all that out? What? I, I'm just saying. Why? You're why, condoning this? I'm not saying. <laughs> I'm just wondering <laughs> as a man... I mean, that's an egg, isn't it? Detaching itself from the lining. No, your period is not just a freaking egg. Yes, you're laying an oh, egg. Oh, look. Done. <laughs> Gone <That's> next. A... <laughs> <laughs> oh, look, Are I you found your wedding serious? ring. Are you serious? She added that your period actually has a steady flow of its own. 
that for all intents and purposes your body can tolerate. A vacuum increases that flow over a thousand times, which your body can't tolerate, therefore sending you into shock. Lovely. It's a terrible, unsafe idea, and it can lead to severe vag injuries and infections. Menstrual bleeding is an active and natural process, and it's not just sitting in the uterus in a pool that can be sucked out. Please I don't it was a good idea. even think about it or take Lee's suggestion because he's an idiot. Okay, I'm an expert on women's anatomy. Well, apparently, use the vacuum, get the Hoover, get the whatever the what's another one it's a dyson, Hoover, dyson. say dyson. goodbye to the bag the shark yeah get the shark out land your back i'll give you a Use hot point the extra large attachment for me lovely the one that does the drapes and curtains that one yeah. with the brush on with the brush <laughs> the one no one ever's used in their <laughs> life you come right. it comes with a big bag of attachments but you know you're, you're gonna get lost <laughs> They're lost. Just Never used, are they? Ever. The, Ever. The crevice cleaner. <laughs> I use that one. Yeah. <laughs> and I can vouch Michelle's squeaky clean. Honestly. You can, wow. eat, your, you can eat your dinner off it. Yep. And I'm Great. talking like soup or stew, something liquid based. Yeah. I know Anything. where I shove my nozzle up, Yuli. Oh. Wow. Always ends in violence, this show. I'd make you forget 10 years of your life. You're going to make me strain, are you? And I'm going to lose 10 years. <laughs> that was last week. Honestly, I've never laughed so hard. Do yourself a favor. Spend a dollar. Go to Patreon and have the best laugh of your life. If it's not worth a dollar, I'll swear I'll give you your money back. <laughs> Unbelievable. Michelle, what have you got for us tonight in the round that we call Not For Your Mama? Oh, throw away your razors, ladies. Apparently, the full bush is making a comeback. It's back. Wow, just like your mother had. <laughs> Always skips a generation, doesn't it? Yeah. How do you know what my mom had? Well, <laughs> I'm making the assumption, based on the age of your mother, yes, that back in the day, as was the trend, a dedicated follower of fashion, that she'd have had a bear trappers at downstairs. Just oh, saying. Uh, I'm just making that assumption. Well, I've no idea what it would be like now. I mean, it's anyone's guess at this point, but back in the day, right. I think in the 70s, uh-huh. I think it was almost unheard of that you would be without. Do you know what I'm saying? It keeps it warm. That's like looking at a Victorian photograph and trying to find a person not wearing a hat. I think convention dictates, due to fashion at that point, pretty much everyone is going with the fro. Earmuffs. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah, like seaweed. What? Seaweed? Dancing around. You're going to talk about Gwyneth Paltrow, oh, aren't you? I am. Yeah, she said hers looks like seaweed in the bath. Just, oh, my do word. Do you remember? We read that story out two years ago. You're looking at me as if I'm mad. Just because I've got a good memory and remember all these things. I'm selective. Selective. You don't remember Gwyneth Paltrow's bush in That's the bath. That's one of the things I didn't select. Well, I chose to remember <laughs> that. Bush in the bath. Bush in the bath. Nice. A smooth look down below has trumped a natural look over the past few years. But I like the way you got Trump into that sentence. Yeah. It looked like a plucked chicken. Yep. Yeah. But it looks like that's set to change. An article from Vogue claims that letting it grow will now be the new Brazilian, which means we can finally bend the waxing strips. Oh, I'm ahead of the game. 
like a Sasquatch over there. Never seen anyone so airy. You can smell burning as she's running up the stairs of the studio. That's why I don't wear Velcro. The British. Corduroy. Jeez. The British Olympic cycling team has insisted that all of their riders have full bush because it helps when you're competing. Obviously, cycling, you're in the saddle. Things chafe. Things get a little raw. They think that the reason we won so go many gold medals during the last Olympics in the British cycling was because everyone was encouraged, men and women, to sport full hair downstairs. The bush factor. Yes, we got the bush factor won us many a gold medal. We finished second in the medal table at the last Olympics. And for a small country the size of New Hampshire, that's pretty decent going. We're punching above our weight due to a full bush. Right on. Full in bush. In the velodrome. Nice. Holistic OBGYN Dr. Eden Fromberg told Vogue that she believes this is a long time in coming, much to our delight. She said women are becoming increasingly aware that our bodies are a lot more than the visual or sexual playthings that past cultural norms implied. So for those of us who can't be bothered with the razors and the waxing, let's be honest, it hurts. We can fully embrace the bush. I had a sack crack and ring once. The whole lot, everything off. God, the uh. next couple of days, it was like a cactus in my knickers. Scratching away at the crown jewels. Terrible. Ooh. Honestly, I thought... I, I was dating a lady many years ago that was a beautician. She wanted to try it out. I was a willing guinea pig. I said, okay, well, if you're going to do it, I'll, I'll, you know, practice on me. And the whole lot came off. Did you scream? Oh, man. Like Steve Carell? Well, let me put it this way. I didn't go back for a second one. (sighs) When she first said sack, crack, and ring, I thought they were my attorneys. I was unsure what I was getting into at the time. Yeah. I'd share that with you. Plenty of celebrities have spoken out about their love for the bush, too, with Hollywood stars such as Gwyneth Paltrow and Emma Watson speaking openly about their pubic hair. In an interview with Ellen DeGeneres, Paltrow told her that she worked a 70s vibe and Emma Watson let it slip that she's a fan of hair down there when talking about conditioning product fur oil. Fur oils, like beard oil. Well, she's... Downstairs. Yeah. Yeah, I'm not suggesting she's got a beard. (laughs) So she's got bush oil. Bush oil, yep. Yep, she's selling it. Wait till you hear the price. Oh, man. Speaking out about the conditioning oil, Emma said, I'll use that anywhere, from the ends of my own hair to my eyebrows to my pubic hair. Mm. Dr. Fromberg has observed fuller hair over the past few years on her patients, so it seems that more and more women really do agree that the bush literally is the next big thing. We've been on this planet for millions of years. At what point did someone think, I need to condition my pubes? At what point do you think, look, split ends, I better get some conditioner down there? How do, in many ways, you would suggest that your fuzzies are the best hair you've got. It's bright and shiny and curly. I wish there was some on my head. Honestly, I could have a pubic hair transplant. Oh, my God. I'd go around looking like one of the Jackson 5. <laughs> Honestly, I'd go around singing Rockin' Robin, ABC, all's good in the world. Man in the mirror. I'm up for a pubic hair transplant on the head. Oh, for God's sake. Yeah, that'd be great. You haven't had that already? <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> oh, man. You're welcome. Nastiness. Nothing but nastiness on this show. So we're going to give you some tips Perfect. on how to maintain the natural look. Maintain the mean. Yep. Let it breathe. <laughs> That's one of them. <laughs> okay, let's guess them. Let it breathe. 
Don't wear tight underwear. Am I getting close? Don't always dry it, maybe. Don't let it get wet. You know, my hair goes wet when it's... Always brush it with the grain. (laughs) How close are we getting, Cory? Read them out. All right. So, get yourself a good pair of trimming scissors. Okay. To keep it trim, get your hands on some small trimming scissors and just keep the area tidy. Nail clippers. Mm. Oh, shrubbery. Do you do your own or someone else's? Depends on. Okay, I'm just thinking it might be easier to do someone else's. Yeah. It'll keep the area manageable and looking good. If you're shaving around the area, make sure... (laughs) 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 (laughs)
<sighs> Nicola 30 lashed out at the brand and the influencers promoting the product, which claims to be unique and amazing. What happened to soap and water? Do you remember those good old days? The actress who plays Nicola Rubenstein on the cobbles tweeted, Now they're influencing us to take pills to make us taste sweeter. It's just awful. It's basically a fruit sweet with secret essential ingredient, cinnamon. Cinnamon mm. is what we're missing, apparently. So it's going to smell like churros? Apparently. Churros yeah. are good. Churros. With dipping churros. Sauce. Ah. My Sweet V costs $29.95. You guys are expensive. Cents for 60 capsules and promises to give you a semi-fruity taste and a sensual smell. I wonder mm. if you swallow them. Nicola's treat has been liked hundreds of times as other women lashed out at the product another woman responded one of the sickest things i have ever seen as they're stripping us of our rights to do with our bodies what we feel best we still need to make sure we taste good however handmaids isn't a dream someone else tweeted this is actually horrendous sweet tasting v or this isn't for me you decide go to our facebook site more questions and answers with adrian lee and you will see the capsules and the photographs for yourself miss morris you have the final story in the round that we call not for your mother i was just thinking i there's a kid song that says from the wiggles the wiggles fruit salad yummy yummy Fruit said no. Nobody knows that song. (laughs) Sing with me at home, people. We go through this. Six years, you keep throwing American cultural references at me from a period of history I wasn't in the country. Yummy, 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 yummy fruit salad. No? I have no idea what you're talking about. Well, I think you're going to smell like a fruit salad. Well, you're going to have to find that and post it on our Facebook. In your hairy basket. Okay, my basket of fruit. My fruit of the looms. Yes. My horn of cornucopia fruits and delights. <laughs> Your plantain. Nice. <laughs> I'm not going to say no. That is a little. It's a grower. <laughs> I'm a grower, not a shower. I'm the biggest herb plant there is. <laughs> <laughs> Good times, yeah. Why don't everyone laugh at my willy? Yeah. On air. My mother listens to this show. She's laughing too. We Fair love enough. you, Jenny. She's powdered it. <laughs> oh, Covered boy. it in zinc cream. Mm. Well, I don't know if I'm going to make it through this one. Oh, no. Oh, God. Uh, only just because of the pronunciation is, yeah. You've got lots of foreign words you've got to... Yeah. A uh, Zimbabwean Enos Nidavlo, who caught his brother's wife cheating on his brother, took the condom that was used and a man's underwear discovered in the act to a local court as evidence. There and you said, go. Exhibit A. Yes. Prophylactic. Yes. Uh, soggy balloon. According to Iharari Nidavlo, who was the younger brother of Edward Nidlevu? The Nuvu, I'm guessing. <laughs> the Nuvu boys. <laughs> a miner became suspicious when miner. he spotted a man leaving his sister-in-law, Nirari Lorali. She's. 
I can't believe I can't believe that Swahili isn't in your repertoire. I find that Mr Wow you of twenty three Avenue. Could you spell that for me? Oh, it's how it sounds. Well, her last name, Narari Rorali. Uh, We're still going with this, are we? But her last name is Shalisigeli. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Can I have a vowel, please? Bedroom. When confronted, oh, God, (laughs) Chasaligalali. That's an Italian bread. (laughs) (laughs) Denied the allegation. But Nidavlalo. Hang on, I'm confused. (laughs) Which brother's that? What? (laughs) (laughs) Entered her bedroom where he discovered a condom and a man's underwear. While describing the incident, the court secretary, Fan Wolo. Fan Mike. Mike Fondue. <laughs> it's making this story very difficult to follow. <laughs> we haven't got the judge's name yet. <laughs> Oh. I'm glad you don't deliver the man in Zimbabwe. <laughs> Can imagine if like, they were screw it. If they were playing in a soccer match. has just given the ball to Fanunu Mananu. Manini Manunu Mananu. He looks just like his brother. We are dealing with a case. Oh, here we are. Where Edward Nivalu, younger brother Enos. Enos? But, yes. <laughs> His name's Enos. 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 You say Enos. Spotted a used condom on the couple's bed and men's underwear it's on like the an floor. Of Columbo, this Enos confiscated the evidence and gave it to the chief's office. She tried to bribe him with a bucket of maize. But he refused. What's a maize? Maize is uh, a corn. It's like barley or wheat. Corn. So Nidavalulu um, tried to bribe the judge with maize and yes. say, no, it wasn't me. It wasn't me. I'm a two-bucket judge. wasn't me. And that's it, is it? Yay. I don't want to know what happens. So you... I, well, it didn't tell me what happened. <laughs> All I know is that he slapped a used condom in man's underwear on the judge's desk and said, get him. Here's get, a bucket of maize. Get in the Lulu. Wow. Almost chicken. makes you want to know the guy, doesn't it? Yeah. Wow. So don't do it. Don't do it. Don't do it. If you do it, throw it away. Or get a bucket of maize. Lovely. <laughs> you guys are terrible. <laughs> wow. I'm chewing on some chewing gum and I've just called his brother. This is his cousin's name. Oh, boy. Unbelievable. Well, all good things come to an end. So let us look at tonight's scores in last place with the K2 meter. And the dead battery is Michelle. This week, she's fourth. She did not get beyond four points. She gets a week 
under a bridge in New York with three goats, Satan's and John Logie Baird. So that should be a decent week for you. Not my worst Friday. No, there's the worst <laughs> things to do at the weekend. In third place is myself. I stumbled to a rather strange but resplendent six points. I get a bowl of hot spicy Thai soup called Body Drip Drip with dumplings. Ew, so there's something to look forward to. There, Chad is in second place. He gets himself a double O seven. He gets a creepy mirror in an Irish castle for the weekend and a night with Michael Jackson, so just beat it. But in first place, resplendently winning the $33,000 IR camera with nine magical points like a unicorn blowing dust from its bottom in rainbows is Miss Morris. Nine. Nine. You are our first place one away one away winner, the Queen Queen Guas of home, followed by a medley of Wack and Woe. She gets a pillowcase, a small skinny child with large ears, and a trail cam. The court case is apparently going to be next week. Nice. Do not fear, listener. Remember, we are back with a whole new bunch of stories next week at the same time, and I would love for you to join me for a fun and informative journey through the world of the paranormal, strange, intriguing, bizarre, and weird. Please tell your friends and family about the show, and feel free to contact me anytime via my Facebook site. More questions and answers with Adrian Lee, and you can now jump over to SoundCloud. Go to soundcloud.com, search for MQTA Radio, where we will be staying in the studio and giving you an extra 20 to 25 minutes of filth in a round we call Not For Your Mother. And remember, you can go to my Twitter account at Adrian underscore Lee underscore tips. You've been listening to more questions than answers. The only paranormal news quiz show anywhere in the world. With Adrian Lee, we are the very best in paranormal news radio entertainment. The light before the darkness. My gratitude and greatest thanks are extended to Lorna Hunter, Heather Morris, Chaton Drainer, Michelle Corey, Chad Peters, and all at the International Paranormal Society at interparanormal.net. And all of the show's sponsors, including the Lakes Area Paranormal Interest Group at MUFON of Minnesota. It just remains for me to say thank you for listening, and remember, be interested and interesting. Good night. <laughs>